Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. I am Michelle Kane, and I am here as ever with my wonderful podcast partner, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. And today we have an incredible guest for you. Today we are joined by Natalie Champlin. She is known as the Velvet Hammer. And she helps elite business owners build profitable teams so they can scale their businesses, gain back time, and enjoy their success. We're all about that. Does this through a holistic approach to brand positioning, strategy, and workplace culture. And she has supported hundreds of clients in starting and growing profitable organizations and has led them to six-figure results. We're all about that, too. Um, In 2017, her entrepreneurial journey was featured in the New York Times bestselling author, Michael Hyatt's book, Your Best Year Ever. I dig Michael Hyatt. And in 2018, she was voted as in as season three host of the Mentee podcast. She lives in Silicon Valley with her four children and her husband and best friend, Brock. And we are thrilled she is spending some time with us today. She's going to share with us, among other things, four steps to be unstoppable in 2022, which is a wonderful way to kick off our December. Yes. Um, so we thank you, Natalie, for joining us today. We're so glad thank to have you. Ella. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. I'm super excited to hang out with you guys and to hang out with your listeners. This will be this will be good. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited. We are. We are. And you know, I mean we've made it through 2020 and we're almost through 2021, which, <laughs> you know, has had its good and also it's really, really what are you seeing out there among business owners? Are you seeing a lot of growth, a lot of pivots? What's what's the weather from your perspective? Yeah. So I feel like there's so much going on in the marketplace and things are changing at such a rapid pace. Like all of the, if you look at the kind of the economic and cultural and what's happening in a really big scale with our our world and our country and things like that. There's just a lot of change. There's a lot of volatility that's happening. But then you can kind of zero in on things like the changes that Apple has made with their privacy settings, right? The changes in Facebook and algorithms and all of that. There's just this like almost constant state of chaos that I think is like, you know, a lot of people may feel like they're running on, they're running up a mountain full of pebbles, you know, yeah. like it's just, it's kind of a lot right now. I love that. It is. Everything is kind of a lot right now. <laughs> it is. It just is, right? That's so, so, yeah. And, and it kind of gives some validation, too. I, I think no matter who you talk to, you know, it's like, how are you doing? You know, we're all okay, but it's just like, I just feel, I don't know, the word discombobulated comes to mind on a certain level. We're all just kind of, like you say, on, on those those shifting pebbles, and it makes life a little crazy. Yeah. Um, there's a There's a term called VUCA. V-U-C-A. If you look it up, it stands for volatility, uncertainty, chaos, and ambiguity. And that we we live in a VUCA world. That's that's what's going on right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that is so appropriate. I'm glad that you brought that term up because we've actually lived in that world for two years now. Um, And we hear the word pivot so much, but that's because we went from relative stability um, to having maybe what some would call a black swan event, but it feels like a black swan event that kept happening. It was just like one major shift after another. And so I feel like people 
never found their footing again because every time they, you know, there was this shift and then they found a little bit of solid ground and then it shifted again. And, and our whole two years has been nothing but these dynamic shifts and having to constantly change and reinvent in response to events that were so out of our control. And I think that that left a lot of people kind of, you know, figuring out new methods of managing stress. Um, We're seeing greater numbers of CEO burnouts. We're seeing, you know, the great resignation where people just ditching it all. Um, I, you know, in some of the companies I work with, some of the executives have decided to quit and take off and explore life. And I, you know, I've had those moments this year too, and I love my business, but there have been days that I have wanted to have my own jump out of the airplane moment. Like just, I'm done. I just want to go to an island and I just want to sit and I want it to be completely quiet. And I just want to stay there for the rest of my life with my dog. That's it. (laughs) Mine is the researching breakfast counter fantasy, which actually in this market, restaurants need to be. I'm like, just have to worry about topping off your coffee. How do you like your eggs? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not that simple though. Industry workers. Well, so. <laughs> it is. Well, it is. It's a lot. And, you know, I, one of the things that I've heard people say is like, this has just shown us kind of how you do life. Right. And I like that, but I also don't like that because for me with things getting pulled out, you know, from under the rug or whatever, It was really hard and I feel like I fell flat on my face for a while, but I've been able to pick myself up and reorient to the new, the new, the new, whatever that means. Right. Right. And so I don't know. I feel like it's totally fine to fall on on your face. Right. It's totally fine to just find yourself in this place of like, oh, crap. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Or how do I or what what do I really want? And so it's the perfect time to figure out okay, you know, what is it that's important to me? Mm-hmm. And what do I, what do I want in my life? And what boundaries am I going to hold to to push those things out of my life that I don't really want anymore? Yeah, yeah, it is, it is a great time for that. And, and I know, you know, our community of solos, you know, we put a lot of ourselves into both our work, and of course, our home life. And so that's what I loved about your four steps to be unstoppable is, is that it looks at, at both of them. So, you know, talk us through those four steps because I know we're all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So let me, I'm going to tell you all four steps just so you have some context to yeah. do this, right? The other thing, so I believe there's so much nuance to life, to success, to entrepreneurship. I'm not about a one size fits all strategy. I am not about you know, here's how I do it. And that's what's going to work for you. So I like to talk about things from like a principle base point of view. So when you're talking about being unstoppable, to me, what that looks like is how you show up every day inside your business to get the results that you want specific to you, not the results that your mentor says you need to have, not the results that the industry says you need to have, what you want to make the best life and what you enjoy. All right. So these four steps, the first step I call know your A. So point A, where you're Mm -hmm. at. The second step I call know your B. B is the destination you want to land at. Third step is make the plan. Fourth step is work the plan. So I know that sounds like ridiculously simple. Know your A, know your B. (laughs) Make the plan, work the plan. 
But there's so much power behind those four steps. Yeah. So step number one, when you're talking about know your A, there, there are questions you can ask yourself to really know the truth about your business and know the truth about where you're at. You know, we talked about like pulling just this chaos that we're all experiencing. Sometimes the most helpful thing you can do is just push pause and really measure, okay, what's going on right now? Where am I at? And is it what I want? And if there's a gap between where I'm at and what I want, I need to define what those things are so that I can go make a plan to reconcile that. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. So true. So when you're looking for your A, you know, there's a couple different areas in your business that you can be looking at, right? So I have a whole like in-depth set of questions, so we'll keep it super high level, but really there's sales and marketing, right? What, what were your sales the last three months? What what was your goal the last three months or 12 months, right? And just taking a look at those numbers and looking, I like to have like a plutonic relationship with numbers because we can really tell a big story about stuff, right? <laughs> oh, I'm so horrible. I can't believe I, I didn't hit my numbers or like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm so amazing. And I, you know, I'm overachieving. Oh, this is so great. Well, let's take a look at why. Why might that be the case? be it great numbers or not, right? So there's your sales and marketing uh, department to take a look at. There's your operations department to take a look at. How satisfied are your customers, right? If you were to go ask your customers, hey, are you, from a scale of one to 10, are you willing to refer business to me, mm-hmm. right? On a scale from one to 10, how satisfied are you with the work that we do together? And just taking a look at like, would they, would they say, well, you know, it's actually more like a six because you seemed really distracted this last quarter or you didn't, you know, I felt like you kind of forgot about me or, or whatever that looks like. Cause when you're a solo business owner, it's really about the re- I mean, it's, oh, I think it's always about the relationship, right. But it yeah. really is about relationships in, yeah. in business. Yeah. You know, and then, then you can also look at, so you've got your sales and marketing department, your operations, and then kind of the finance HR side of things. And it's, you know, do I have the right team members? Or, you know, I know if, if, if you're doing business solo, then maybe you don't, you're not worried about team members, but you do have a support system, mm-hmm. right? You've got mentors around you. You've got the clients around you. Um, do you have those right people? you know, those five people you spend the most time with, right? If you're listening to this show, then Michelle and Karen are probably in your five, right? And so, you know, it's important to be thinking about who you're surrounding yourself with. So I think, you know, what I love about even what you've said so far is that we, it's so easy to get caught up in believing that you have to give consideration to the external to do your planning. And in everything that you've said so far, it's really about laser focused on you and your business. And, and that's really, you know, that resonates with me because it's the way that I kind of live my life. I started my business in what, you know, we now know was one of the worst recessions our country has ever had, just because I put on blinders and I didn't allow what was happening around me to define how I was going to go forward in my life. I just sort of put the blinders on and stayed focused on what I wanted to do and just did it. If I had paid attention to that, if I had said, 
well, things are bad and, oh my God, you know, the world is crashing and they're saying that the economy is awful. And I moved to a state where it hit first and I don't know anyone here. And people were saying, this is not a good idea. I would have missed out on so many wonderful experiences and clients and the growth of my professional career. And so, you know, what are the practical steps that people, people who struggle with maybe being influenced by what's going on around them, what would you tell them? How would you tell them? Like, I'm telling you not to focus on it, but what's the practical way to get there? Is there a baby step in between for people who are maybe just starting to experience this? Totally. Absolutely. So here's what I would, if you, if you feel like that, this is my challenge to you, either commit to one day or one week, preferably one week, but I want you to measure every 15 minutes, how you're spending your time actually put that on your calendar in little time blocks, right? And you need to be tracking what you're doing during the day. Because if you spend, so 15 minutes is 1% of your day. And if you find that you just spent two hours consuming content on Facebook, that is like doom and gloom type of stuff. You just did that. And there's a consequence to that, right? If you had spent that two hours reading Think and Grow Rich you'd probably have a different consequence, right? There'd be a different Mm -hmm. result of that. And so it's important to take a look at what you're putting into your life because that's the thing you have control over, right? You, the only thing we can control is ourselves, right? Stephen Covey talks about this, your circle of influence versus your circle of concern, right? There's a lot of stuff that you could concern yourself with, but what can you truly influence? It's those choices, Okay. And our results show up in two places in our bank account and on our calendar. Mm -hmm. So if you want to measure how life is going for you, (laughs) take this challenge (laughs) and every, from the second you wake up to the second you go to bed, measure those 15 minute increments. And then I would rank them. So I use a four-step system and I actually assign my time a dollar value and it's $10 um, $50, a hundred and a thousand dollar an hour activities. And if you find that you have a lot of thousand dollar activities on your calendar, you're going to find you're making more money. If you have a lot of activities on your calendar that are worth $10 an hour, you're going to be producing about $10 an hour worth of value. And that's, that's a great way to measure how things are going. Yeah. That's yeah. a great way to break it down because we yeah. talk a lot about, um, really, understanding that what you're investing in and and we all have the same 24 hours a day, right? So how do you get the most out of that? You know, you want to spend time with your family. I really get, it puts me on edge when people say, well, I'm doing this for the kids, you know, and they're working like 80 hours a week. And it's like, no, you're not actually, because you're missing out on a valuable activity of being present in the moment and spending that time with them and helping to shape them helping them to find their purpose in life. How can you do that when you're absent? It's not about the money, but when you spend your time wisely, you're able to work those activities in. So, you know, don't be afraid. And I see this a lot with solos. Don't be afraid to spend money on the things and let people do their job. You know, if you need to hire a housekeeper, there are people that that is their expertise and you're supporting another business and you're freeing up your time, but we can focus on that spend and forget about the return. Like, so people focus on that number that they're paying out. Mm -hmm. Don't focus on that number. Think about what you're gaining back. If Mm -hmm. you 
have a huge house and you have a family and you're trying to run a business, please hire help. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I have, I have a, I have four kids. Um, my youngest is three months old. And so we have a nanny and she comes, she takes care of my younger two kids while the older two are at school, but it's, you're totally right. There's this idea, you know, in business school, we learn about arbitrage, which basically means you can buy something at a lower price and sell it for a higher price in the same market. Okay. So what that means is if you go do client service work and you can charge $1,500 an hour and you're trying to like build your website or something, right? Okay. You can go pay someone like $30 an hour to fix your website. So do you want to pay someone $30 an hour or do you want to pay someone $1,500 an hour? Cause that's what you're doing when you're fixing your dang website. Right. 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 That's so, so true. It's so true. It's, it's, it's something that we always need to have in the front of mind of how much, how much time of my, you know, I hate to say billable hours, but you know, the value of my time versus me trying to figure something out or do something that someone else could do in a snap. I mean, even coming out of this pandemic, I, I know I've fallen more in love with Instacart. <laughs> like, oh, I, I love Instacart. And it tells you how many hours you've saved with <laughs> that. That's so awesome. <laughs> I could go to the store or I could relax or, you know, get some more work done or, you know, all that good stuff. But I think that's so wise. Yeah. I, and you know, the thing is too, that the, I specifically work with people who are selling to an affluent clientele base. And so when you study the affluent mindset, it's very, very interesting because it's, it's exactly what you're saying, Michelle. It's, I would rather spend that a little bit of extra money to like Instacart my groceries to my door than to drive the two hours, spend the time walking around, blah, 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 because those two hours of focus are really important for me. Right. And they produce a different result in my, my business than if I spent those two hours grocery shopping. Yeah. And it does come back to some, a, a premise that we talk about all the time here on the podcast is, you know, it's, it's not, it's not even entirely about the economy of time. It's about the economy of your energy. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, and your ability yeah. to, your focus time, just to, you know, to be at your best. Um, it really opens that door. Absolutely. Um, so you've helped us figure out where we are. How, yeah. what's, what do you recommend right. to figure out where we should go? Totally. G- so GPS so is going to do it. <laughs> this is uh We, I mean, I don't know. We've all set goals, right? We all like know what smart goals are and things like that. So here's a little bit of a different way to take a look at it. When you look at what you want to create in 2022 and you're like, okay, I'm really going to just sink into myself. And what does my best year ever look like? What is the most incredible 2022 look like? I bet that there's some feelings that come up, right? And maybe that's, so, so here's what I would say, write down one, two, three, or more of the things that you want that are more, they're more of a feeling, right? So if, here's an example. I want to be connected to my partner. I want to experience an intimate. So this is what I have on my, I, this is what I read every morning. I have an intimate, delicious relationship with my partner, right? And then for my business, one of the things that I am looking to create is I am a woman of influence. And so 
Mm-hmm. Now those aren't smart goals, right? There's no measurable, there's no actionable, whatever, but there's this feeling to it that really energizes and, and can drive you. And so I would say, write down a couple of those things. Those are more of the vision of what you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. And then take that and say, okay, what can I do to create that feeling today? That doesn't have to wait, right? Like you guys have been talking a little bit yeah. about children and families yeah. and, you know, I'll like, let's just be honest. I've totally, I've totally lived life putting my kids third or fourth or maybe fifth place or who knows, maybe even further than that. Right. And I've, I've felt guilt and I've, I have the mom guilt thing and, and it's a struggle. Right. But earlier this year, I got so freaking burnt out and I just decided, you know what? Heck with it. The most important thing to me, you guys have heard that analogy of the rocks going in the jar, right? You got your jar. And if you put the rocks in, then the sand, then the water, somehow magically everything fits. Mm -hmm. But if you start putting in the sand and then a rock and then some water, you just can't seem to fit it all. Mm -hmm. And so I just said, you know, heck with that. My kids are coming first. My kids are my rocks. My husband is my rock, right? And I put those things in and even if I don't get to pour some, all the sand in that I wanted that day, you know, for me, sand is business. Hey, I put my rocks in and that's what's important, mm-hmm. right? So if it's yeah. important for you to look your kid in the eye and have them know that you care about them, yeah, that's what matters. Yeah. You're doing that for them. You're doing business for you. You're not doing business for them, right? It's, you got to think about what your kids want and what they need from you. Hmm. I love that. Yeah, that's so true. I love the feeling I, you know, I do that too, because you know what it really is? It's, it's tapping into, we forget that imagination is visioning and we get away from that as adults. Cause we think that that's just for kids, right. but I have done some of the same things. And so I have gotten super detailed and written down things like, you know, what time do I want to get up in the morning? And so I'll think like, Oh, I want to wake up at this time. And this is how I want to feel. This is how I want to feel throughout my day. And then you're right. Once you deal with your feelings, you can say, okay, well, how do I create that? How do I have a day that is stress-free and productive? How do I get to that peaceful productivity? Well, maybe it's your client choices. Maybe it's the number of clients. Maybe it's doing this. I mean, and I I really leaned into that again last year. And I'm thankful because as I look over this year, um, the colleagues that work on my account say it's really different because all of my clients are so nice and so low stress. And it's true. Mm. They're so calm. We have moments that are like, "Eh," but it's not, it's not because of their personality. It's not because they're, you know, demanding or have expectations that are unreasonable all the time. It's just, nice. The relationships are good. Mm-hmm. They're nice. We enjoy them. We like them. We like their mission. You know, they, it's just nice. And, yeah. and you, everyone can create that, whatever that is for you, you really can create that. And so I, we can't say that enough on this podcast. And I love right. that you're doing it because we need to hear it in different ways. And the way that you said some things are sticking with me. I'm going to go back and take some more notes. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm like, oh, 
God, I like. <laughs> well, even before before we started going live on the show, Karen, we were talking about how important it is for people to sit down and think, yes. right? And that space to think is tr- it's truly profitable. Like it's a really incredible tool that very successful people use. And so I would invite you who is listening to create that space in your life. Success is not about the hustle. Success is about working smart, right? Success is about create like this. We're talking about, so know your B, right? Where do you want to end up? What's your destination, right? Okay. So take that and feel that and write out in a story form what you want and then come back into yourself and find those answers by thinking about it, right? Like you're going to hear all sorts of tactical stuff for the rest of your life that people are going to try to sell you and tell you is the way to do it. And it's like, well, maybe, but guess what? Strategy and that big thinking comes before tactics, If you do it the other way around, there's a great quote by Sun Tzu, who is a, um, he wrote the The book, The Art of War. War. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the quote, if I, hopefully I remember it, it's strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. Tactics without strategy is the noise before the defeat. Mm. Yeah. Love that. If you start going all tactics. Yeah. You're just you're just making a bunch of noise. So let yourself slow down mm-hmm. and really step into that vision of like where do I want to end up? What does that look like and how can I create more of that in my everyday life right now in those small moments and not feel like it's this distant far away thing. So true. So true we always talk about, you know, death to the hustle mentality. Totally. You know? I just, it's just like you say, it is, it's just that chaos of, well, I'm busy all the time and busy, busy, busy and busy is good. But it's like, be purposeful. I know. Right. And, and, you know, I admit, Hey, I I am a reformed, you know, busy, busy. Well, I have to be busy, right? Are you busy? We're busy. It's good. Right. And it's like, yeah, busy is not the same as profitable. Busy is not the same as happy. Right. Right. Busy is just busy. And yeah, and if and if at the end of it you're not happy, it, it, you know, then why'd you what, do it? Right, right. It's <laughs> exactly, and it's funny. I mean, that's that's my mantra with most anything because you know, I think Karen and I are on a similar page of you know we take our work very seriously. I know for me, I don't take myself very seriously, but so you know, it's got to be fun. If we're not having fun, mm-hmm. why why are we doing any of this? You know, I, I mean, yeah. Fun. It should be fulfilling. You know, yes. yes, it needs to be aligned to your purpose, your passion, you know, because if it's not mission driven, I, I want to ask yeah. why too. And, yeah. and sometimes that means making really hard decisions, but you should never be afraid to adapt and adjust. And, and sometimes that means adapting and adjusting right into a brand new career. That's okay. Yeah. You, you should never be afraid of making those changes um, and, and never afraid of making them more than once. You know, I think, you know, with my grandparents generation and great grandparents, we, you know, they were conditioned to believe that, you know, you worked hard, you went to a job and you worked hard and you stayed there until you were done working for the rest of your life. And that was the mark yeah. of a good career. But we now know that's not true. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. I, I can remember, 
you know, my, my first job move, you know, and, and my grandmother who was that generation, you know, saying, Oh, but they're so good to you. I said, well, it doesn't mean I'm beholden to them forever because they'll make a move, not worrying too much about me as even if we do have a good relationship. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You, you live inside the story you tell yourself, you know, and if that's so true, you gotta, if you want a better, if you want a better life, then just tell yourself a better story. Right. And find people. I love that. Yes. Say it louder for the people in the (laughs) (laughs) I don't like, oh, what did I just say? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's it's true though. If you if you believe that, you know, this is what's possible, then you're gonna live inside of this bubble. If you believe that this is possible, I mean, you can't see my screen, right? But like if you if you if you believe it's possible, that's when it actually can be possible. Yes. Yeah. 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 I live in the realm of impossible. I just do because I think, you know, why would you shrink your vision? Why? Who told you you have to do that? You really don't. And I think that we're afraid sometimes to dream big and then dream even bigger and even bigger and to keep expanding that. And people conflate that with it, it always is about the money and it's not. The money is just the the reward. It's it's the stuff that we need to, you know, to conduct transactions in life, but that's not where the real joy comes from. Right. So dreaming bigger doesn't mean that you're just dreaming bigger about a bigger bank account. It means that you're dreaming bigger about what you can achieve. And, you know, in PR, especially our solo PR pros, we find people that are really passionate about this profession of communications. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to go as far as you possibly could go with something that you love to do and that you really care about. Why wouldn't you want to be an influencer in this industry and, and lead other people to, to join this profession and do the best client work that you've ever had? Why not? Why wouldn't you want to have bigger clients? Why wouldn't you want to have clients that are, are higher value? Why do you want to stay stuck down here and say, well, I think I can only do this. Why? allow yourself to dream and you really can have a lot more than you have today. That's, that's so good. And it reminds me, I I was reading the big leap by Gay Hendricks. If you guys have read that and in the book, he, he has this one part and he talks about how, and you know, you just take this as a story. I'm not imposing any sort of religious anything on anybody. This is just a story. But uh, you know, when you get to the pearly gates and you you go see God, and He says to you, yeah. or what God doesn't say to you is, "Why weren't you Moses? Why did you do oh, life yeah. like Moses?" What yeah. He's going to say is, "Why didn't you do life like? Why weren't you Karen Swim? Why weren't yeah. you Michelle Kane? Why weren't you Natalie Champlin?" I don't want to answer that. I'm like, I was, I was here. I lived, I was me, right? I expressed that in my fullest capacity. I figured out what that looked like and I just did it. Wow. Right. So I hear that Karen, like you're just, I feel like you're inviting people to just step into, and especially in the realm of communications, like what a critical role that this industry is playing in shaping our reality right now, you know? So take ownership of that. Like us three, we are not, we can't give you permission, even though it may, may, you may feel right now like, oh, this is good. This is giving me permission. Yeah. Guess what? You get to just give yourself permission to go and live your freaking life, right? Like (laughs) go do it. Yeah. That is me. 
Yeah, that is I, so key. I'm blanking out on the guy's uh, name right now, but there's a book that talks about the empty quiver. And I love that, like using every arrow in that quiver. And I think we should all live our lives like that. Don't leave anything on the table. You know, you hear that phrase about dying empty, like leave it all on the floor, live your, your, and it's very specific and very personal to you because living my very best life is going to look very different than, than Natalie living her very best life and Michelle living her very best life because we're individuals and we have different callings and different gifts and different passions and a different life. And so stop comparing um, and stop shrinking your vision and live like live fully and completely. And that applies to your business. So true. Yeah. So true. Okay. So this is, you've got this really awesome B, right? You're, we're talking, we're like jazzed up right now. You know, we've got (laughs) dreams and goals and things are going to achieve. Right. So now we need to make a plan because there's always, there's a gap. There's a gap from where you are and where you want to be. So we need to think strategically about a plan to get us there. And here's what I would say about that. Take a look at who's done what you want to do and model after them. Right. Benchmark. Take a look at what it's not just how here's the thing. Don't look at the best that you can do it. Look at the best it's ever been done and model after that. Love that. Love that. Yes. I love that. And PR people, you guys know how to write a good plan. You know this. (laughs) You're the planner. So once you have that plan, You've got to work the plan. And this is the magic, right? You know, you talk about like online marketing, online programs, 97 or what is it? 93% of people don't complete programs. They don't do the work. They don't get results. It's their own dang fault. They blame the program, whatever. It's all good. (laughs) But it's that 7% of people who do the work, who get the result. Like you, there's literally no way around it. I had a mentor tell me once, he's like, Natalie, You cannot think your way out of this problem. You're going to have to act your way out of this problem. And I was like, oh, dang, Gina, like I got to go, you know, okay, yeah, you're right. And so, you know, working the plan, I always say this to my team, uh, if you've seen Frozen 2, where Anna is kind of in a pickle and (laughs) all she can do is the next right thing. And she sings this whole song about, I just got to do the next right thing. That's what it looks yeah. like sometimes in in business. Oh, yeah. It's literally yeah. what's the next right thing for me to be doing in order to reach that goal or that outcome or result that I have to follow the plan that I've made. And I got to go do it. And it's going to mm-hmm. take me 20 minutes and maybe it's going to suck or maybe it's not going to. But in 20 minutes, I'm going to be that much closer to my, <laughs> to my goal. I love that. that. That's so true. That's so true. I often hum to myself that that old school um, Christmas uh, show song, one one foot in front of the other oh, with the snowman. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's it's you know vision casting goals, you know working my my plan, or even just getting through the day of the, when you see everything you have to conquer, I'm like, just put one foot in front of the other. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> have faith that you're moving towards your goal. That your goal is inevitable because this is your life. You know that's what you want. You know that's where you're headed. You're and maybe you're scared or maybe you're not, but it's just how can we not keep moving towards this? this dream that we have of a better life. 
you know. Right. Because isn't that what it's all about? That's why we're here. I know that's yeah. why so many of us became solos. It was, it was for that flexibility and that, you know, that, that ability to carve out your path that works best for you and your, you know, your familial circumstances or just the kind of work you, you want to do. Um, so it's so key. And well, Natalie, we could go on forever. You've been amazing. But tell, tell us, um, how can our listeners find you? Where, where can they best uh, connect with you online? Yeah, so you can go to my website. It's nataliechamplin.com. But the best way to reach me, I have a community text number. I am I have an allergic reaction to email. Awesome. Email, don't check it. So if you want to text me, my number, if that's okay, I'll, I'll yeah. do my yeah, number. Sure. 415. 862-7472. And that goes right to my phone. And I, I'm all about having conversations and just real interactions with people because that's the way I do. Like I just, it's that's about awesome. depth. It's about depth. So that I would love to, you know, anyone who wants to have a conversation, that's where you can find me. I love that. And for everyone that is going to be listening to the audio podcast, and then also for our YouTube viewers, we will put this in show notes yes. so that you guys awesome. know connect with Natalie. And we, we highly recommend that you do because you got just a tip of the iceberg of her wisdom today and you got to see her style. And I promise if you connect with her, it will be well worth your while. Absolutely. Absolutely. Super fun. Thank you so much for having me. This was just totally a great way to start the day. So excellent. Well, thank you. I'm, in I'm ready to go. So let's, know. you know, for, for all of our PR people out there, we heard a version of research planning, implementation, and evaluation. So do it. Let's get it done. <laughs> Let's get it done Natalie's way. She equipped you and empowered you with some tools today. And again, this was just in, in a short, bite-sized amount of time. I just want yeah. you to take that in too, how much you just got in this short period from this incredible woman. Don't let it go to waste. Agree. Agree. Well, we thank you so much, Natalie, and we wish you all the happiest of holidays. And we thank everyone for tuning in today on That's All Life. <laughs>